We knew going into the 2023 NFL season that there was a great possibility of two teams having Aaron Rodgers. Neither of them do. One of them, because of it, has no idea who they are. We got all that and a bunch more on today's episode of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, football fans? And welcome in to another episode of Locked On NFL, your daily podcast covering all the biggest stories from around the National Football League. Here is a part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much to all the everydayers out there making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget you can subscribe and follow always for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes. And here on another Tuesday episode, you've got Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL and myself, Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Dola, your NFL experts here on the Locked On Podcast Network, here to break it all down for you. Today's episode of Locked On NFL brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked On NFL for $20 off of your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Luke, Monday Night Football in the books, the Las Vegas Raiders beat. A Green Bay Packers team that looks lost. We're going to get to our yikes and our likes. We're going to get to the defensive player that no one seems to talk about enough, including us. And to kick it all off, I got to say, man, I I don't know that these Green Bay Packers even have an idea of what their identity should be, especially on the offensive side of the football. Am I being too harsh through five games? Or is that kind of who the Green Bay Packers are right now? You know, I... I don't know if it's that the Packers don't know who they are. I think they have an idea of who they are, and that idea just isn't a very good one. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, that could, they, be. could so, be. For the longest time, when they had Rodgers and Devontae Adams, they were a very short game kind of kind of offense with some yep. shot plays. They had, it was a lot of bubble screens to Adams. Let's get him 15 touches, and let's get get our superstar to do stuff. And, and it, they went 13-3 and three every year doing that. Um, after Devonte Adams, that didn't work, and that was that was last year, right? And that mm-hmm. sort of demanded more of Aaron Rodgers than Aaron Rodgers could do, and things kind of fell apart as Aaron Rodgers got old. Wonder how that would have worked out on the Jets? We'll never know. Right. Um, and it feels like there's still that team with Jordan Love. It feels, I mean, Jordan Love attempted, I think six, no, eleven passes over five yards this whole game. Everything cool. was underneath. Everything was yeah. Yeah. stick 30, and 30 slant total attempts in this one. And checkdowns and spear screens and just the, the dumbest little short hits. Uh and it, when you've got Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, that can be an offense. When it's right. AJ Dillon and like Christian Watson, who is a kind of turning into a just the next Marquez Valdez scantling for them. Oh, uh that's an accurate statement. <laughs> <laughs> like it, he's just he's a he's a uh home run guy he's a dinger yeah. guy and that's all that that is and sure there's like a place for that in the league but like that's all he is for them mm-hmm. and when those are your guys the let's manufacture a bunch of touches and try to make stuff go underneath isn't gonna work um like luke musgrave is not gonna do for you what you maybe were getting 
out of like Robert Tonyan in his prime or Martin, you know, the, the cool, some of the, the cool like Renaissance tight ends that they had in green yeah. Bay. They still feel like that team. And I don't know if that is just what Matt LaFleur is doing with the offense or if it is just a sort of reckoning that Jordan Love has the same deficiencies that Aaron Rodgers had in his old age. Uh, but whatever they're doing is not working. You got to be able to do better than 13 on the Raiders. Yeah, that's that that to me is the big thing. And and look, when you hold a team to under 20 points, you expect to win that game. Hello, coming to you live here from New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, and that becomes like a big <laughs> part of what it is that you expect your teams to be able to do. But, you know, and I, I highlight and I single out the Aaron Rodgers element of all of this. But without Aaron Rodgers, without Devontae Adams, and then now a couple of times here this season without Aaron Jones, uh, this team to me just kind of feels like they figure it out depending upon what works and they go, oh yeah, we could do, we could do that, right? The the full first half against the New Orleans Saints in that fantastic comeback that Jordan Love led, um, they kind of figured out in the third quarter, oh wait, we can throw the ball. In this game uh, against the Raiders, they got into the third quarter and then averaged 4.1 yards per carry with A.J. Dillon and went, oh right, A.J. Dillon's on the team. And then started to move the ball a little bit better. And then eventually, though, they got away from the things that were working. So it feels a lot like this team and Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love. And look, it's a when you change a quarterback, there's always going to be a, a a growth period or growing pain, sure. whatever it is that you want to call it, right? Like there's always going to be something like that to where you have to learn the system. Then you can start doing all the fancy things that ornament that system. But even in a system where you're throwing a bunch of underneath and you're going 10 yards and stuff like that you have a quarterback that goes 16 of 30 over the course of that so 53 percent completion percentage they can't figure out a way to string together these longer drives it just seems like they just struggle to figure out who they are until eventually something pops off and they go oh yeah let's do more of that and they do that for a little while and they either stick with it and come out with a win or they aren't able to stick with it because they eventually have to you know move to another piece of their right. offense for game situation purposes. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then it changes everything. And then you're not able to really capitalize on the thing that you you found out can work. But I just haven't seen this team come out at the beginning of a game, establish who they are, and then maintain that identity throughout the stretch of 60 minutes. And, and maybe part of that thing about identity is when you like you are who your studs are, right? That's every yeah. offense is who their yeah. studs are. Right. And I think what the Packers want right now is for I mean, they they had for the longest time they were Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers was mm-hmm. their offense because he's the guy with the juice. They want Jordan Love to be the guy with that juice, but he might not have that juice. And that doesn't mean that you can't exist in this league, but it means that you kind of have to recalibrate the offense around who does have that juice. And maybe mm-hmm. it's still Aaron Jones. Maybe it's somebody that's not on the team yet. Maybe it's, you know, Romeo Dubs, who's going to have a, a developmental arc similar to Devontae Adams's, who struggled for his first couple of years before he was really kind of broke out as a superstar that he is now. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe who knows what it'll be for the future for the Packers. But I think the Packers have to be willing to let this be Jordan Love's offense and yeah. not yes. Aaron Rodgers's offense as operated by the closest guy we could find in the Mountain West. You know? 100%. 100% agree with that. And I'm going to need Christian Watson at six foot four to go and fight for a football in an in game. Eight inches on that dude against the five eight corner. You're killing me. Like, like, shout out to Amik Robinson, go Bulldogs, La Tech, all that. But like, 
five foot eight versus six foot four, like you expect to win that. And so I think you got to really, come back to that ball. Yeah. Yeah. You that, so that one that bugs play. me for, for those that missed it. So this game ends on a game winning drive attempt from the Packers. Jordan love scrambles, gets outside the pocket and basically lofts a floater jump ball to Christian Watson. Who's six, four Amik Robinson in coverage. Who's five, eight and Robinson picks it off. Um, that, that can't happen. So a couple things for one, once, so Christian Watson was open right away um, on that play. Amik Robinson was playing underneath him and the safety didn't get over and there was space there. And it just took so long because there was pressure that Jordan Love was evading to get that ball out. It gave Amik Robinson time to catch back up and get his head turned around and go make that play. So first off, if you're going to throw that ball, that's got to be back line of the end zone not that that was five yards short of where it had to be because there was still space to work with but for two for christian watson himself you have to come back through that corner to make that play you have to work back into position there and not give him time to jump in front of you because now suddenly it just didn't matter how tall you are uh you have to put that get get back into a position where you can use your physical tools to your advantage and that might be something again that he learns over time Mm -hmm. um but real quick too, on Twitter right now we got hashtag Fire Joe Barry trending. Oh yeah, that feels like the next evolution of the Packers is reinventing who they are on defense with yep. some of the the young guys, Rashawn Gary and Quay Walker, and and um not as young but still kind of building around Jair Alexander and all those guys and figuring out what kind of defense they want to be next. Yeah, yeah, and I, I do want to come back and have a, a little bit of a, a larger conversation about Joe Barry and the, the Green Bay Packers defense because I know that you had a great conversation with Peter Bukowski, you know, earlier on to, to kind of, you know, earlier on the season kind of figuring out where those, those types of things might be going. Uh, before we get defenses, to that, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, before we get to that, though, you, you did mention that Jordan Love was under pressure in that final play. One of the guys in on that pressure was defensive end uh, Max Crosby of the Las Vegas Mm -hmm. Raiders, who to me is one of the guys that we don't talk about enough, like one of the best defensive players that we don't talk about enough. So I want to, I want to kind of get on my soapbox uh, for Max Crosby here in a sec. So, so let's do that and discuss Joe Barry and the future of that Green Bay Packers defense as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On NFL, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time, which is a great way to find last-minute tickets, flash deals, and anything else that you need to get to that event without having to plan months in advance, because that's a huge headache. But if you want to head to an NFL game, it might be too late to conveniently be able to get tickets, and Game Time can help you navigate that process. They will give you uh, views of your seat, so you can make sure you're not stuck behind a pole or something like that, and they have all kinds of flash sales. And hey, they have a game time guarantee. That means you'll always get the best price. Find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you back 110% of the difference. They're that confident that they are the best deal on the market. And hey, if they're not, they'll bone up for it. So download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on NFL for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N N F L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, everybody, continuing on with today's episode of Locked On NFL. 
L. Appreciate you as always making us your first listen of the day every day. Hey, don't forget that here on Locked on NFL, as well as on every single Locked on NFL show on Friday, starting at 2 p.m. Eastern time, it's NFL kickoff Jarvis Davis, Sinitra Batiste, and then, of course, Kyle Krabs there bringing you all the biggest stories from around the NFL, getting you ready for the big weekend. So check that out once again, Locked on NFL kickoff weekly on the Locked on NFL YouTube page and across all of our Locked on NFL shows as well. Luke, the two of us coming into this, like I texted you, you know, we were texting during the game about like, yeah, yeah. oh, I want to talk more about Max Crosby because it feels like this doesn't happen. And then, you know, you you kind of, it happens on, on the broadcast too, to where he makes a play, they talk about him, they usually go back to his, you know, the addiction and his past and things like right. that, him overcoming that, which is... A, a remarkable a little bit. Did you know Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard? It's like yes. the only thing anybody knows about him, which at a certain point becomes unfair to the player, you know? Like, Absolutely. He's Absolutely. more than that. Yeah, it's an incredible part of his story, but it's not his entire identity. And right now, what he has kind of, you know, grown into, you know, as a man and as a football player is somebody that impacts and changes games. I mean, this guy is remarkable. And I think we should be talking about him as we're also discussing the Miles Garretts and the TJ Watts, we'll probably talk about Miles Garrett. We'll probably talk about TJ Watt first. We'll probably talk about some of those other bigger names first. Don't get me wrong, but I do think that he deserves to be a little bit more entrenched in that conversation. This is a guy that has consistently had failures around him on that defensive line. Like think about the Cleveland Cleveland Farrell experiment. Right, 2019, 2020, those Mayock disaster years. Yes. And or I guess was, I should say they're Gruden's because yes. that's apparently the but yeah. Yeah, apparently that's the way that that, that whole thing worked. But he's Either had way. guys around him that don't take attention away from him. Like, I can't really name anybody else on the Raiders defensive line. I mean, I can because, yeah. like, you know, I was prepping for this episode. But, it, <laughs> but, but like, before like that, it, though, yeah, like, like the Raiders defense, how many years has the Raiders defense been one you look at when you, when you've got a fantasy player going up against LV and go, ooh, got to start him? Like, how many absolutely. times? Is Running that backs, the the, like the reputation of of the Raiders defense is this team that just cannot get it get get a defense together, which is kind of a bummer for the legacy of the Oakland Raiders uh, and yep. you know those John Madden teams and all that. Yeah, um, yeah it's so you're, you're going to kind of get washed away. It's the Andre Johnson effect, you know. Oh, that's Andre such a Johnson parallel. Right. Like Andre Johnson, one of the greatest players in, in the history of the league, totally washed away in the reputation of like the upper echelon receivers over time because he was on a whole bunch of two and 14 teams. Right. That's such a good parallel. And you think about Max Crosby as the the next best pass rusher for the Raiders after Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack just got six sacks in a game this season. Don't get me wrong, but now he's playing for a Chargers team and we still track him. We tracked him with Chicago, all those mm -hmm. other things. But Max Crosby is a guy that's there and, and, and he's getting it done. And, and, and I'll end on this when it comes to Max Crosby. I know the sack numbers are fun and seeing him get after the quarterback is fun to the point to where, you know, you're dedicating tight ends. Like you're taking tight ends out of the game for the Green Bay Packers because they're having to go out there and help against Max Crosby and all that. So you can see the way that he impacts the game. But one of my favorite plays that he made was on a tackle for a loss on a, an outside zone run to the left side. So he was actually the backside defender wraps oh, all the way. Around, yeah. Wraps all the way around the line, chases it down, gets the tackle from behind. He could have 
he could have halfwayed his way through that rep because he had already been playing such a good game. He had already had three tackles for a loss and a sack at that point. He could say, I'm here to disrupt the quarterback. I'm not going after all that. But what does he do? Puts his head down. He goes out there and he makes a play like that, that like no one's going to talk about. But that was, to me, just such a quintessential example of who Max Crosby is and how imperative he is to that Las Vegas Raiders defense. And, and that is something that I, I don't uh, remember which play you're talking about, but often on those zone runs, the backside edge is mm-hmm. left unblocked or unchained yep. is the word. Like yep. they will, the the scheme essentially concedes. We're not going to block this guy because we think the running back will be fast enough to run away from an edge rusher. Yep. And therefore that's one less guy to block and we can get the blocking math back in our favor. So being able to rush around and make that play kind of wrecks the whole thing. Like that's not how it's supposed to go on the whiteboard. And that's <laughs> that how you know you're really blowing things up. That wasn't the um, plan. I would like to real quick, one more yeah. thing on the Packers as we record this, uh, I'm getting quotes from locker room interviews and stuff. One from Jair Alexander. This is per Matt Schneidman who writes for, about the Packers for the athletic. Um, at this point, it's pretty obvious that the defense has to not give up any touchdowns. Cool. So things are going great in Green Bay. (laughs) Excellent. They're understanding it. They're getting it. (laughs) Yeah. Jair is always good for a spicy quote or two. Uh, I wonder if he's kind of upset because one of the baffling things that Joe Barry always does is he will not have Jair Alexander shadow studs. Yes. Um, I remember week one against the Vikings last year. Justin Jefferson went off for like a buck 80 or something like that. And Jair Alexander wasn't on him for a lot of those reps. And, and Jair was like really pissed about it and he yeah. made a whole big stink about it in the locker room afterwards same thing not not much on Devonte adams at all instead they probably doubled him with somebody else and had jair cover like i don't know jacoby myers or whatever um i wonder if if he's still frustrated with that kind of thing which yeah. which he's now taking out like you know and then everything gets a little frustrating right and it sucks after after a loss like that and you know you're two and three and it's gonna be frustrating um this does not bode well for the Green Bay Packers coaching staff, I'm, I'm yeah. going to say, because I don't think Jair Alexander is the one that you uh, oust when there's a, a drama. No shot. Um, let, let's 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 do this real quick. The the Joe Barry conversation, I think you and I are pr- pretty much aligned on how coaching changes tend to happen in the NFL. Do we think that this is a potential in-season move off? Uh, or is this a wait until the off season and, and, and realign the coaching staff for the, so for the my Green Bay personal, Packers, my, my personal opinion about the, the nature of the problem for green Bay is that mm-hmm. it is that the Fangio scheme doesn't work unless you're Vic Fangio himself. And a lot of people have sense. tried to replicate what, what Vic did and just haven't gotten it. And I think Joe Barry is one of those. Donatel was one of those for the Vikings last mm-hmm. year. Um, I think Brandon Staley is one of those. Uh, I think a lot of people have tried to do that and it just doesn't work. So I, you can't reinstall a whole new scheme on the fly in the middle of the season. I think you just have to limp through this. So I don't know if they do it midseason. I think this. I think they absolutely should do it in the off season and totally redesign everything that they do. Go get somebody off the Belichick tree or off of, yeah. uh, you know the the like man match cover seven trees or something. Get somebody yeah. out of college. I don't care. But I think the Packers have to. But they might be stuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Though I, I think it's a wait until the end of the season. It, it is very, very hard to change a coordinator midseason and find success, it, 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 especially when that coordinator is your 
it, when your scheme is based on that coordinator, right? Like if that coordinator is maybe not the play caller because the head coach is the play caller, that's one thing. But if that coordinator is the one that is the architect, the play design, all of that, like that's where the scheme comes from. Very, very hard to change that over mid-season, regardless of even if you go to somebody that's on your staff. Um, all right, coming up next, uh, we talked about Vic Fangio. I, I want to take a look at a quote from the other uh, genius coach on that coaching staff by racial King, Mike McDaniel. Uh, that's going to be, uh, as we get to our, our yikes and our oh, likes, good. uh, for this week, as we continue on to wrap up today's episode of locked at NFL, part of the lockdown podcast network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, And if you were uh, enjoying Monday Night Football with a little bit of help from FanDuel. You might have been sweating at the end of that game uh, where the, the spread was very much in question until the last moments. And if you want to get in on that kind of fun, it is a great time to do so because new uh, signees onto FanDuel get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed just for placing a $5 bet, whether or not that bet wins or loses. So you could have picked like Packers plus 3.5 wouldn't have cashed still would have gotten your uh, $200 bonus bets. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is a great time to do it. They have all the spreads, player props, over-unders, and stuff that you could ever imagine, even for the most obscure sports ever. So if you're a gigantic uh, badminton fan or whatever, there's probably something for you there. So just go to fanduel.com slash locked on, check out all of their promos that they have all the time and browse around the site. It's kind of fun. Uh, and you can enjoy the NFL season with a little extra skin in the game. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, everybody, wrapping up this episode of Locked on NFL as we do every Tuesday with our yike and our like of the week. Luke, if you don't mind, I, I want to start us off this week. And, and, and I want to go directly into our like. Let's go into the positive here. Let's do it. I I want to share with you this quote from Mike McDaniel. The 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 Miami Dolphins have had a historic level of output over the course of uh, the first five games of the NFL season that has now topped the um, greatest show on turf, the loss, the 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 St. Louis Rams of 1999, uh, and. He was kind of asked about this in terms of, and I think it's like it's like five thousand six hundred something yards throughout the first five games. Um, but the the he Mike McDaniel, the uh, head coach of the Miami Dolphins, was asked about that feat, and and here was his quote at, at the podium after uh, his after the game and the Dolphins win against the Giants. Um, mission accomplished. We had the whole time. The whole offseason, all we f that was our goal was um, output after five games. <laughs> Just a goofball, man. I love it so He really much. nailed the delivery there. That's, the delivery. He's got a future in stand-up comedy. Outstanding. <laughs> and then, um, you know, the, he does like a little finger gun at the end of of the answer to like all of it is just so good. But the, the reason why that's my like for the week is because I love that mentality of like, why would we sit here and celebrate the production through five weeks when there's still 
12 games left to play, right? Like there's so much of a bigger goal in mind that doing something really cool within five weeks. And, and look, he goes on to say it means a lot to be, you know, named in the same conversation as that team and, and these offenses and the greatest show on turf and all that. But then, you know, through five weeks doesn't matter, right? It's through 17 yeah. weeks. What do you, or through 18 weeks, you include the bye week. Uh, what, it, what is that like? And, and I'm sure that it's cool. And I'm sure that there's a lot of appreciation for it, but I just want to say, I, I, I have a lot of respect for, for biracial King Mike McDaniel for coming in and just kind of being like, yeah, this was really cool. I'm, I'm glad that we did this. I'm glad that it happened, but there's a bigger goal that we're, we're, we're striving for here. Yeah. There's something to, I think, knowing that you're on the right track, right? Yeah. Like, sure. all, you know, stats and records and all that stuff don't get any banger banners hung right i get mm -hmm. that um but i think there's something to knowing like all right we've got something here you know yeah. we, we don't need to change our course there that can help you with decision making right um speaking of people who do not change course my like goes to for you're gonna be stunned a surprising oh. place for me uh i gotta tip my cap to the detroit lions they uh, have, I know the hater rate has <laughs> flowed on locked on NFL on Tuesdays, wow. um, but here's the deal for two years. I have heard all of this hype about how the lions will be good. Eventually they'll be good. Eventually they'll be good. My whole thing was like, show me. Okay. I'm sick of hearing about how you get a pat on the head. Cause you went eight and nine. Show me something good. Well, look at what they've done. They've yeah. blown out teams. They crushed green Bay on the road. They crushed Carolina. Uh, and they've done it. And I think this is what, what endears me. They have done it by not by building the team. Everybody wants you to build. Everybody mm. wants you to build a high flying spread offense, you know, five wide receiver, like go right. pass 80% of the time, maybe some play action bootlegs. No, that's not who the lions are. They got shot plays. They do have a passing game, but no man, they've just got a sick offensive line and they run power and counter at you until you give up that rocks <laughs> like come on that's so and like it's they're the kneecap biting team like that that's, meant something you know or yeah. there, there was a hard knocks thing last year that was i think it was the first thing like the opening the cold open of the of the season was dan campbell saying we're gonna take them out to deep water where we can swim and they can't and they're gonna drown and i was like what in the world is he talking about and it's like oh my god i feel like I uh like frank in that always sunny episode like i get it <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there's something really admirable about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love a team that rushes 30 times in a game and still averages over five yards per carry. Like that's let's go. That's pretty remarkable. Bump and bruise, baby. That's Black and blue divisions remarkable. back. Yeah. They've been awesome. They've been awesome. Wow. What a with growth. Growth for Luke on today's episode <laughs> of Locked in NFL. Well, uh, now here's the deal. We we've just shifted the goalposts. We've now gone from ah, uh, they won't fair. be real to ah, uh, they'll just lose a 3-6 wild card matchup. That's where we just we just <laughs> had to shift it back <laughs> okay. a little bit. Right, you lose ground right. lose ground to gain ground, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> um all right, uh, let's uh, I want to get to I want to do my yike here. And and I want to be clear about this because I feel like I'm one of the I'm one of the few people out there that's still like actively rooting for Sean Payton. Uh but it's it's it, the this past week was a tough week for Sean had to be and, and that's that's my oh, yeah um, rough get, start <laughs> yeah I mean it, it's been a rough start in Denver as a whole um you know you you lose the game because you're all pro level you you hope quarterback you know fumbles and it gets brought back for a touchdown and everything like it, it it's a hellacious way to lose a game uh but then to lose that game to the New York Jets 
when you when you said all a, a lot about Nathaniel Hackett before the beginning of the season and how bad a job he did as the coach of the Denver Broncos last year, he's of course now the offensive coordinator in New, New York. And not only do you then lose to Nathaniel Hackett, who by the way Robert Sala made a captain for that game, he made the coordinator a captain for that game to just continue the billboard material. Um, you lose <laughs> to them at home. You lose to them without Aaron Rodgers. You lose to them with Zach Wilson. And then Robert Sala meets you at midfield after the game. And just reading lips looks to say, stay humble. Uh, it's a rough <laughs> day. It was a rough weekend for Sean Payton. All right, Sean, you, you dish it. You got to take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 I will give Sean his credit. Like, he'll dish it and and he'll take it. But I know this one irks him big time. And I want to be very clear. The, the Robert Sala thing is like a lip reading thing. I don't know for a fact that he said stay humble, but it sure looks like it. I choose uh, to believe it. Yeah, but tough, tough, tough scene for Sean Payton this week. Uh, and that that's my yike because I, I want to see the guy win, but it 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 maybe he wins with Caleb Williams or Drake May by the by the time that this is all said and done. But oh. uh, it is it, it's not going great. Not going great to start. Yikes! Yikes. Uh, my yike is going to go to college football. I got to give it to Mario Cristobal. Most oh. of you already know what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> um, leading a game, sixteen or seventeen to twenty. Uh, needing just to kneel the game out instead calls a running play, which turns into a fumble, giving Georgia tech the chance and they go steal a win from the Miami hurricanes. What a catastrophe after the game, Mario Cristobal, he takes ownership. He says, Hey, I should have done that. Blah, blah, blah. They had, they had miscalibrated how much time was on the clock and thought that they needed to get a first down to guarantee that they, they could kneel the the game out. So they just, they just didn't do the math. Right. And I get it. I mean, look, football, they're not mathletes, all right? Yeah, I get math, it. Base 40 is tough, you know? Base 40 is tough. <laughs> but, come on, man. That Oh, my God. You cannot be in that. The miracle of the Meadowlands. That's right. the whole reason we do it. It's already yeah. happened. You can't be the next guys to do it. Come on. That's tough. That's a that's a big old yike. You got to know how much time's on the clock. Yeah. Yike. Yike. All right. That. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to do it. That's going to do it for today's episode of Lots of NFL. We appreciate you being here for another Tuesday. Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL. Myself, Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson. Nola, make sure you come through tomorrow. James and Chris getting you all caught up with the uh, Locked On NFL power rankings, as well as, of course, all the biggest stories from around the National Football League as well. We appreciate you being here for another episode of Locked On NFL, and we will see you here again soon. Part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.